0: This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space.
1: Hi, this is Tracy Kitten with BankInfoSecurity.com's Week in Review for Friday, August twentieth, two 2010. Identity theft cases are getting more attention, not only in the media, but also on the Hill. And much of that attention can be traced back to the arrest, prosecution, and conviction of Albert Gonzalez, the cybercrime mastermind behind the highly publicized TJX and Heartland payments breaches. This week, we spoke with the lead prosecutor on that case, Kim Peretti, who now works in the private sector, serving as the director of PricewaterhouseCoopers' U.S. Forensic Technology Solutions Practice. Peretti says the Gonzalez case taught the banking industry and the legal system a number of lessons. And U.S. judges and legislators are taking cybercrime and identity theft cases more seriously than ever before.
2: A significant impacts in, in the sentencing of these computer criminals. In particular, um, prosecuted these type of cases for eight years. And earlier on, when we would get to the sentencing sentencing stage for these particular cases of Carter's um, credit and debit card theft cases, we would see the the judge have a particular sentencing range before him or her, and emphasize special deterrent special deterrence rather than general deterrence. And in emphasizing special deterrence earlier on, um, the, the individuals were more likely to get very very light sentences or probation, whereas in this particular round of cases, um, each judge made it very clear on their record the importance of sending a message to the community that cyber crimes, by their very nature, um, allow offenders to commit offense without leaving their homes and within a veil of anonymity. And as a result, um, we need to punish the appropriate uh, punishment for these particular cyber criminals in order to supply the prospective cyber criminals with the information they need to have a real deterrent.
1: Now, after this short break, I'll be right back with more of our top stories and features for the week.
0: Are you responsible for your institution's compliance program? Do ATM fraud, ACH fraud, and online fraud keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the bankinfosecurity.com educational webinar library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit bankinfosecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars.
1: As the industry continues its shift from paper to image, a growing number of financial institutions have found themselves trying to manage multiple online databases, databases specifically set up for document and check image storage. Most U.S. institutions, however, do not house and manage these online databases, rather they contract third parties to manage and secure this information. But how secure are these online image databases? As a group of hackers out of Russia recently proved, online databases that house check images are not as secure as they could be. And those databases are definitely attractive, says Tower Group analyst Andy Schmidt, because once the hackers get in, they can counterfeit every image that is housed in that online environment. In the Russian scheme, more than 1,200 U.S. banking accounts were hit with counterfeit checks that were created from images the cybercriminals pulled from an online database. Schmidt says the only way to truly secure an online database is with full encryption, rather than just trying to make the website itself more secure. You fix one hole, another hole is going to crop up, Schmidt says. If you encrypt the data, then there's no weakness to exploit. It makes a lot more sense than trying to patch up the holes. And we wrap up the week with a tale of personal account takeover. Well, my personal account takeover. Things are finally starting to settle down, two weeks after my debit card details were breached and bank account drained at random retail locations in Illinois. But the loss of my security, not to mention all the funds in my checking account, which by the way have been fully refunded by my bank, I'm starting to second guess my use of debit altogether. In fact, I think I'm transitioning all of my spending to cash. It's funny, for years we've heard the industry talk about the move toward a cashless society. But I don't see that happening. Well, to be entirely honest, I never really truly thought we'd be entirely cashless, but recent events have cemented my assumptions. It's interesting how a handful of disruptive events over the last decade will likely change consumer spending habits, my own included. 9-11, the global recession, differing international payment card technology such as EMV, And an increasing number of card-skimming attacks, online breaches, and cybercrimes will push more people like myself to cash. At least that's the way I see it. That's this week's Week in Review. For BankInfoSecurity.com, I'm Tracy Kitten. Have a great week.
0: This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.bankinfosecurity.com.